0: (laughs) There is so much to do. (coughs) So we're learning that the way to create the way to create a healthy healthy Jew, the way to create a young man who's filled with the pride who he is and the excitement to Davin to learn, to be Neved Hashem, to create the kind of a young man who we could talk to about Shemir Sebris, all of these conversations that we're having, all of the learning that we're doing until we get to Shemir Sabris is to just to try to get to that place to that person that (coughs) we can have a conversation to talk to about about Kedusha the problem is that from the time that they're little we're little that they're talking or we heard things about Kedusha but but if you don't have a person who's sensitive to Kedusha a a person who is open to Kedusha then once again we're in a situation where the young man feels that somebody is holding a mountain over his head. God did it a long time ago at I and now my father's doing it. He's just holding a mountain over my head. So we're trying, to get, we're trying to get past that. So we're talking about how the same way that Hashem created the world by way of tzimtzum, by by contracting, withdrawing his overwhelming presence... So too we have to as fathers, we have to contract ourselves, constrict ourselves in order to allow our boys to have free choice. <coughs> now that would seem to imply, and this we can talk about today, that would seem to imply that that it's after. That it's after. That in other words, if if I'm being asked to constrict myself, does that mean that there are no gvulim, there are no borders, there are no boundaries, there are no rules or regulations? That if That's not possible, and that's not what Hashem wants. That would lead to anarchy. If God were to disappear entirely f- from our lives, that would lead to anarchy. And if we were to disappear entirely from our children's lives, that would lead to insanity, to anarchy. And therefore, that's not, that's not the pachlitz. The chachm is the chachm is how do we, how do we create clear boundaries, make the tachlis of Yiddishkeit, and of being a mensch clear, and then to be able to take a step back, and to leave that space that's known in Kabbalah as the Cholol the empty space in which the world develops, in which the child could develop feeling that he's making his own choices, this is a tremendous, tremendous sugya. The is that the parents have to pour all their energy into identifying the non-negotiable borders. <coughs> you see, we waste lots of time on klinika, on nārishka. There's a lot of energy that's spent. There's a lot of energy that's spent on the periphery of Yiddishkaite, not the essence of Yiddishkaite. And because we spend all of that energy, like you could have a father that's the kid about how he looks, about how he's dressing. Whatever your taste is, it's not going to be, usually it's not the same as the way the kid's going to want to look. I mean, there are exceptions to that. Whether it's the Haredi version or more of a modern Orthodox version, the kid wants to express himself with his clothing. And there's a tremendous amount of energy that is being spent trying to trying to establish borders when it comes to how you dress. Now, not only is that a silly waste of, uh, and a futile waste of energy, but the child begins to feel that there's a rebuy, or there's too much light. My father is generating too much energy. I don't have even an empty space in which I could find my own pair of shoes let alone my own way of serving Hashem believing in Hashem I can't, I can't choose my own I can't choose uh, my own shoes I can't choose my own friends and so on and so forth so the tricky thing is on the one hand <laughs> to establish borders and to make rules and regulations because the kids need them not only do they must have them Hashem gave us the Torah and He gave us rules and regulations he gave us rules and regulations, and the children must have those non-negotiable borders. They must know abs- what the parents absolutely cannot permit in this home, or cannot and cannot allow. Not in the way of din, but to make it clear what are the boundaries of our lives. Um, On the other hand, the kids have to feel that for the most part, that for the most part. To have the achrayes to find themselves, to find it's their responsibility to find their own way. It's their it's their So we have to establish certain boundaries that are very clear. On the other hand, we need to we need to have we need to be mitzamsim ourselves to hold back and to uh, and, and to stop with all of these these little comments that we make and these little cracks about what the guys are doing and what they're wearing and so on. There's a lot more than the clothing. We'll talk about other examples later on. And and in that khalhaponri, in that empty space, in that vacuum where the father seems to have withdrawn from seems to have withdrawn from, the kid finds himself. And in that place he's going to do a lot of things that rub us the wrong way. He's gonna do a lot of things that rub us the wrong way. He's gonna stay he's gonna say things that rub us the wrong way. I remember I remember when the, the kids were growing up, so the so they started to use the world the word like chill those words chill and cool. And I made a point of commenting every time, I don't like that word. And, and my wife would say to me after this, like, just, why don't you just drop that? That's like, that's that's your mulchama, like against against the word chill, that you're going to make a mulchama in the word chill. Like, we're talking about the soul of our kid, you know. We're talking about whether he's going to be Sharmat HaMitzvah or she's going to be Mitzvahs and, and, and this, so I, so I say things like, you know, I, I don't like that lush and I don't like that lush and it's a Goyish HaLashon. And and what it means, and I start to give a whole drush on what it means to chill and why they're using this word to chill. And my wife says to me, Why don't you just chill? (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you just chill? So I still don't use that word, but I've I've stopped paying attention to it. I've just stopped paying attention to it. It took me a while to get past that, to get past some of the the lashiness that they use, the kids use, and some of the attitudes. And I realized over the years that to the degree to the extent that I backed off and I allowed them to make their choices and I trusted them to make good choices, I've seen it that they make not that they don't make mistakes, and we all make mistakes. But for the most part, they make good choices. They make good choices. But when there's a rebuy or when there's too much light, then then they just tried to they just try to get away. They just tried to get away. That's, that's the story that I told last night, is for some of you who were here. The story that I told last night about the about the 16-year-old girl and the 17-year-old boy, the chesedisha kids, in Lodz, and she ran away from her husband. So she really wasn't running away from him. She was running away from her parents. That's obvious. She was running away from her parents. The parents had told her that it's time for you to get married. She was scared. She was a kid. And she didn't know this guy, whatever. She wasn't running away from... She wasn't running away from God. <clears throat> she wasn't running away from her, from her husband. She was running away from, from the from the mountain that was over her head and that was suffocating and killing her. She couldn't live that way. Oh. So there's a tirah. There's an amazing Torah. Look on the page that you have. It's on the side. Uh, on the on the side, the, the lashmakai this side. It's about finding balance. Because <coughs> with everything we're learning, I, it's very important to me that it be rooted deeply in Torah. I'm, I'm not a therapist, and I'm not, and I'm not uh, reading. I don't read any non-Jewish books. But anything that we talk about, you could rest assured, I don't read anything that's not Jewish. Chas It's only coming from Limorah That's what, that's what we're here to learn. Torah to understand. Torah, not psychology books. Not that I'm saying that there's not a place and time for that. There is but that's just not my ASIC. My ASIC is c- completely entire. And that's what we have to learn. <coughs> so this is a tariff from the Bess from Ishibits. Many years ago I spoke, maybe you shall us about this a little bit, I'm not sure, I don't remember. He's talking about the mitzvah of Preka and Ti'ina. And that's a mitzvah that we don't, see nowadays, even though the Shaivatalev, you know, the post can discuss it in the context of modern society. But the Torah of course tells us that there's a Mitzvah, that if you see a person whether the person's animal or the person himself, but the person's animal is being crushed by a, by too heavy a load. So it's the Mitzvah of lifrog. Lifrog means you help you help unburden the person or the animal of this of this package that he can't bear. It's too much for him. That's the mitzvah of prika. On the other hand, the mitzvah of ti'ina is if there's somebody that's trying to load up his animal, perhaps it would mean nowadays his car or a truck, to help the person with his packalach, with his packages, to put them on. And that's the and that's the asugim the daflamid beis. Now, what does Ishbiz do with that? Let's know what Ishbis does with this. If you see the donkey of someone, the Torah words in such an, an odd way, if you see the donkey of someone who hates you. It's not a friend of yours, but why use the word hate? We're not going to focus on that right now. But if you see the donkey of someone who hates you collapsing under its burden, Rive maso, and you would prefer not to help. You would just like to maybe believe you don't see this and, and to walk, keep on going. The Torah says a mitzvah. and The mitzvah is Azov You shall surely you shall surely help to unload the animal. You shall surely help. Azov so the Gemara says there's a mitzvah from the Torah Then when it comes to the mitzvah prika, there, in other words when it comes to unloading to help to unload there you're not allowed to ask for anything in exchange for that that's Bechinam Now we're not going to go into the Dikduk and Halacha but you can't charge for that to help unload that's Bechinam <clears throat> However, when it comes to helping to load, to load up the donkey to, then that's already Bechinam that's already that could be with a with a charge, but the pneumius of this is as follows. Well this is a Torah that you mamish that that one could remember his entire life, and that it's a Torah that that we could use, mamish not just day, but day from day to day, but moment to moment. The Beis Yaakov says there are two types of mistaken thinking. The Rebbe calls them deos roos, terrible. Two mistaken ways of thinking that as a result of these deus roos, a person can leave Yiddishkeit. Can drop the whole program. It's all terrible. What are the two days? What are these two days? There is one terrible mistake that Jews make that the world makes. This first mistake is there are those who think that God has left. That Hashem has has disappeared. However you're that in your theology, then Hashem has left. Oz of Hashem is ours. Din Vidain. There is no judge and there's no judgment. Hashem is gone. Lays Din That's one mistake. You want to call it atheism? It's one mistake. There is no God. And if there was one, he's gone. Lays din, lays dying. Therefore, <coughs> therefore I, I, I'm I free to do whatever I want. Now, there's no, the opposite extreme of that, where there is no God, is You hear this? The other extreme is that everything is everything is God. Not only is everything God, but God is not Mavati at all. He doesn't budge. He doesn't give in. He doesn't work with you. So the first guy, there's no God at all. There's no God at all. It's just one big empty space. And I do whatever I want. There's no God at all. The second mistake. Is the mistake of la olam en Kla Is the mistake to think that God is not Mavatu at all, meaning that Hashem is is everything, everywhere, all present. Of course, that's true. Lays <coughs> also that Hashem is everywhere, but that Hashem never ever looks the other way. That Hashem never gives you any line, any space, any room to work with, any place of your own. Ve'il HaShnaim, and these two ways, these two extremes, there's no God, or, or there's only God, not you, there's only God, but not you, there's no room for you. The first way is that there's only you, there's no room for God. The second way is there's only God, there's no room for you. Those are the two mistakes. There was a philosopher who once said that after the, after the hate of the Eitzedahs, the attitude that mankind, in a subtle way, that mankind adapted, the attitude was that you had, God created something <laughs> called paradise, called Gan Eden, and we were thrown out of paradise. So now, I'm going to create my own paradise and throw him out. Yeah. I'm gonna throw him out. I was talking to a I was talking to a very wonderful young man the other day who's not observant at the at the present time. He was and Mr. Shem will be, he's not at the present time. And it came up that the other day that I had to spend the first part of the day I was at a funeral and the second part of the day I was at two Simchas Hashem. So he said, Wow, that's 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 hard emotionally I said to him, well, you know, he's a person that knows. I said, you know, that it says in the Pusik, in mishta. it's better to go to the house of an ovel, of a mourner, than to go to a place where they're having a beis mishda, than to go to a party, right? To go to a simcha, because achai, you tend to leave both. And when you go to a beis ovel, you think more about what's the tachas of life. So you know what he said to me? He said, Chazal never had good parties. <laughs> 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 I, I, if they would know the kind of parties I go to, they wouldn't have said it's better to go to the shiva house. <laughs> it's a great part. <laughs> it's, it's a murdering part. I'm giving this whole thing. <laughs> and he's, he's shaking his head Well I'm saying something. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I know what a party is. So, after the chait of, uh, of the of Das, so the Baruch said, you know, you're not invited, to get out. So then people just started to think you know i I'll, I'll I'll make my own ganayden. and then you're not divided, you know lays dying. so these two extremes, one is that it's all about me, and there's no God, and the other extreme is it 's all about God, there's no me. Now there are houses like these two extremes, and the Rebbe says, these two ways of thinking." Of course, these are—it's—it's—it's—it's uh, 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 its it's, 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 not, its never so black and white. But th- these two ways of thinking—in if either of these people fail in life, go through difficulties, challenges, go through a hard time, they're going to drop you the sky completely. They're just going to go away. They're going to get into bad stuff. And this is the deeper meaning of the mitzvah of ti'ina and prika, of loading the animal and unloading the animal. Neged haddaya. In response to this, to this way of thinking that Hashem has left, that there is no God, or that He doesn't care, He's not concerned, He's not involved in my life, He doesn't love me, He's not here for me, and so on. Neged Hadea shayimim ozav Hashem asaretz, ho for that person who has unloaded himself, he doesn't carry upon himself O Malchus shamayim. He's not carrying O Malchus shamayim. The mitzvah is a mitzvah of Te'ina, to put Hashem back onto his shoulders, the mitzvah of Te'ina. Lahat en Malchus ba'avode To teach him more and more about how God is here. He's unburdened himself of God's presence for whatever reason. He's unburdened himself. He doesn't feel any O Malchus There is no Hamelach in his life of any significance. Those who love him have a Mitzvah of Te'ina. And the Mitzvah of Te'ina means that we need to help him feel the sometimes frightening presence of Hashem's Baruch in his life. ol Since he completely threw off the all, that package of HaKadosh Baruch. <coughs> And as far as our kids are concerned, the responsibilities, mitzvahs, and so on, a sense of God's presence, that God is watching, and all of the boundaries that we need to make the rules and regulations. See, this person that the Rebbe is describing has no rules or regulations. He's completely unburdened himself of rules and regulations. That individual needs to be helped with a package. We need to help him with all, the, with all Malchus Shemaim. Now, how to do that, of course, there are many, many strategies. That's not what we're going into right now. Now, why Bishar? I'm not going to go into that. He doesn't go into that really either. Why? When it comes to that, one's allowed to, it could be biskhar, a fee. But then you have the other extreme. The other extreme is that after the person did something that he shouldn't have done, and there's a kishlon chasrus he failed. He did something could be terrible by his standards, or something which is terrible. He feels ein la otikun see, the result with both of these guys is that there's no God. There's no Bani Shalom. The first the first one and the second one, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they run away. They leave Yiddishkeit. As <coughs> the Derby says, both of these guys leave Yiddishkeit. They can't deal with it. The, the first one is, doesn't have any burden at all. His parents never gave him any do's and don'ts. He has no limitations. There's nothing. It's wide, it's wide open. It's, it's mamish the wild west. Anything goes. He has no gun. because it could be he was taught that way that there was no God. He has nothing. So for that person, is saying, he's missing the boundaries, he's missing Chinuch, and so on. The second fellow, is describing, is that he other up just the opposite. He had a lot of Hashem in his life. From the from the moment that he was in the world. His parents were telling him, God is watching, God is watching, God is watching. Be careful, be careful, be careful. Simon this in Mishnah in the in see in, if in and that in Mishnah Bur, be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. You made an ashayatza and you weren't wearing your hat. You were, you said an ashayatza and you weren't wearing your hat. From the moment, that, from the moment that, that, these, that, the, that this person's in the world, it's the overwhelming presence of God. Now, the result is, the Rebbe says, <laughs> Now, when this person disappoints God, because now he's committed a sin, could be he did something on the computer, could be he's engaging on a regular basis in the type of activity we're going to be talking a lot about in Mitcham and Halacha and Epidimies. That is, God forbid, there's an in of Shikhza that he's spilling his own seed. Now, the first time that that happens, well, there's a young man who violates the bris, the first time it happens is depending upon how he was raised. This is especially true when it comes to chassidish Shabaram who are suffering terribly from this, who are raised in an unbelievable, in an unbelievable world of Tammus and Amuna. And at the same time, they they were hearing lashonos of how this is the most disgusting, most horrible of the era, and how the Zara says that you can't ever ever fix this, and you can't ever be forgiven. So, when there's a kishlon, <laughs> so when that bacher fails, and he uh, and he is uh, in, <coughs> in violation of that. Of that responsibility of guarding the covenant, of guarding the Brismila. mila, as Einlot tiku, He feels that there's, there's no Tikun. There's absolutely no Tikun. There's nothing I can do to fix this. Because everything was God, and I botched up, and there's no reason in the world that God would continue with me <coughs> in this situation. <coughs> because his feeling is, and what he understood like when he heard, when, when somebody quoted to him some some uh, brilliant rabbi quoted to, you know in 7th grade, that it says in the Zohar that, you know, that if you that if you're uh, guilty of this crime of Sheikh of Vatala, of the seed, that uh, that uh, there's no teak and you'll never be forgiven so this 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 bocher, here's the words you will never be forgiven now, God looms large in this kid's life that's all his life has been about since he's in the world. <coughs> and and that's all he had. That's all that's been resting upon his shoulders since he's in the world. And all of a sudden he's told that this God despises you and loathes you and will never forgive you for what you've done. So then he's the Aizatabah Either that or he just goes on schlepping himself through the mitzvahs, and you know, wishing that shul would never start, and wishing that if it started, it would already finish. As per much of the yiddishkeit that we see nowadays, a lot of the yiddishkeit that we see nowadays. But well, I'm talking about from people that now that it's possible to be yechel It's possible to leave yiddishkeit without formally checking out, and there's a lot of that. And a lot of guys that are sitting around in that state, you could see it in their eyes, you could see it in the way that they that they stand there during davening. Some of them try to find ways to protest and others just do it listlessly. They just continue on. Hashem is not What's the point? Hashem doesn't... Hashem is, Hashem is everything. Hashem is everywhere. And, and that God is, is sick of me and is disgusted with me and is angry at me. So here the Rebbe says, that's the deeper meaning of the mitzvah of prika. <coughs> uh, unburdening to take off so what they're saying is to take some of God off of this kid's shoulders It's too much God on this kid too much too much father on this kid because God and father is the same thing they identify it's one of the same it's out the same for a kid it's too much it's just too much it doesn't mean we're telling the kid go be something. I'm not telling him you don't have to him or you don't have to put on the film Takes a tremendous amount of seichel. And this is the balance that we're going, that we're all having. We should be able to find in our, in our lives and with our children. And what do we tell this child? The Baruch is good. The is good. The Baruch forgives you. See, the first kid, you, guess, you, you you could tell him, you know, you're in a lot of trouble. You're in big trouble. You think life. You think there's no God you think lays din lays dying. there is a God and you're going to have to answer to him one day because the first guy has got no God in his life so that kid or that person that first guy we have to we have to we have to load him up with God we have to teach him that there is a God and there is a din and there is a dying. and you're accountable and there's a world that's called a, there's a world that's called in the ta'ikaf mi mi mine. There is such a world. Because he doesn't have any of that. And therefore, he has no meaning in his life. So that, that first individual, Davke, he desperately is in need of the boundaries, of the borders, of the light, of the or of the locus, and so on. The second guy, the Rabbi says, Setsarach lifrak menahayir ma'at. We have to take away some of that load that he's carrying. We have to gently pull off some of those packages. And it could be that he's heard 10,000 shmuzin about how you're with that first version of how God is not mevater. And he's heard the Gemara a thousand times. Whoever thinks that God lets you go on anything yes, so he's going to let your life go so if you have this thought that God's going to work with you that's another reason why you're going to die or, and go to Gehenna because that's what Chazal say there's one of the most popular things for every Rabbi to say and if you think that Hashem is a Vatron And one second let's, let's first listen to what the Rebbe says so this, this second person you have to be careful. And he has to begin to get a message from us. The Bereshit is so good. The Bereshit is so good. So even though you did that thing, whatever you were doing, a thousand times. And 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 like the Tanya says, the vision of and like we say in the Baruch by That's not just the means that Hashem is obsessed with forgiving us. Hashem is Bokh. And all the all the unbelievable terrors that we've heard and so on. The first fellow needs more and the second fellow needs more The difficulty is finding that balance. Now you know with a person, the Rebbe says an amazing thing. You know that you don't say the full praise of somebody in front of him, right? You say shalom You don't praise the person completely in his presence. So the so Chazal is saying an astonishing thing. Now with Hashem, we say not all of shvachah, mix of shvachah, shenema. Imru lalukim ma noyre ma asachah. Imru lalukim ma On the one hand, there's this message that we have to give over, and that we say this about Hashem, ma noyre ma asachah, ma that Hashem is awesome. So pachad There's a din. Manorim HaSecha, Yom See, we call these days Yom Roim and Yemei Rotsim. So there is that Manorim HaSecha. But that's not really the whole story about God. That was the story that I got when I was growing up in school Manorim HaSecha. And Manorim HaSecha means that you're in big trouble. <coughs> Because, because you are a sinner in the hands of an angry God. So that's shvach of shol Hashem. That's only one aspect of how Hashem works with us. He works that way with a person who doesn't feel him and doesn't care about him and is empty out of his life because he's a taiva because he's a mushchus. And he doesn't and he doesn't want to do and he doesn't want to have any responsibilities. So for that person we have to tell him, Mikzah Shwachib is what? Manor Masakha Hashem. Manor Masakha. What do you think you're doing? You think you do whatever you want? You think there's no God? You don't think you have to answer to him? What's hefka? Shalai Bhavanov, (laughs) i horid a hydlashem ki tiv kiliam chaz. Shaloi bhanah. The highest praise of God. With this person, we have to be careful with this with this person. But shaloi Bafanov is hodla Hashem ki toiv that Hashem's love is kila Oilam chazna. Hashem's love is amish everyone, infinite love. Befonav imulu kemandir masercha. What does that mean? Befonav imulu kemandir masercha. Hainu. We try to teach ourselves and others not to rely upon Hashem's infinite kindness, that he that he's always gonna he's always he'll always work with you and no matter what you've done, he's always gonna love you. We try to we try to impart which is miksa shvokh shalasha. Man noyma sechasha. There's responsibility, there's a day, there's a judge, there's a din, and lechadkhila. Shalyachnis is asm b'chalas veikis alasmach shal o'ilam chazdo. Lechadkhila, we don't want you growing up thinking that you could do anything that you want and kila olam chazdo. And that God will forgive you and everything is great and he loves you no matter what. Therefore, at the beginning, at the beginning, at the early, in the early years, what what the children are, what's happening to the kids, at the, in the early years especially, is that we're piling Yiddishkeit on them. I mean, you walk into a class, and you see them, and and all of this stuff, when they're little, is God, 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 piling on, and, and to bring them to a place, and that a Jew should feel that there's a din, and there's a dying. And that is an achrayist to, to live according to halacha. Therefore, the main avodah, especially when they're little, and what's happening to them in school and so on, is ti'ina. Is that there's stuff that's being put on, on, put on. And therefore, when they're very, very little, when they're not really committing any serious crimes, when they're very little, and they're achay, because they're not by mitzvah. So, that's a time where primarily the chinuch is one of teina, of piling the stuff on, <coughs> and the feeling is manorim aser hashem, and yankel hashem is watching. Be a good boy, be a good boy. Make sure to say kriyishma. Make sure to make sure to, 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 to be good and listen to your mommy to your daddy. Manurma aser hashem, Manur hashem. Can't be only that, but this the primary chinuch of that time is Manurma aser hashem. And we don't. And it's not like the little kids walking around saying, "You know, if I don't if I don't brush my teeth, it's okay because kilo chazda. It's okay. Or if I if I uh, you know if I if I go out uh, if I go out on Shabbos and 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 to do something that's against that's a, a mechal Shabbos, that it's okay because kilo olim chazda because Hashem is all loving and all forgiving. That's not the earlier part of the chenah. <coughs> Omnam. However, al-Ha'avar, la odam ezekish However, when you're sitting here you're talking to a Jew who has made mistakes, and who has stumbled, who has failed, not to some little kid. Nam, al-Ha'avar, and this person is crippled, mom is crippled by the pest because he's convinced that Ein HaKadosh Baruch and he's collapsing like the donkey he's collapsing under that load of <coughs> of Shemayim, under the load of your Shemayim, of O'Malchus Shemayim of HaMelech and because of that he feels that that he can never ever fix this so for that person for this person we have to say if you, if you haven't yet understood why is it that there are going to be over the next few days 40, 50, 60,000 people going to Uman because there was one Jew who saw all the way to the end of time and said you didn't, not to be misyayish whatever you broke you can fix and why is it that our generation, the generation that feels, the generation that so desperately wants to have a relationship with God, but feels that God hasn't forgiven us, that, feel that feels that God is not Mavate? <coughs> our generation is the holiest generation. It's a very, very religious time. So people are very, very religious. But the feeling is, a And all of, a sudden, all of a sudden, you meet Rebbe Nachman, Rebbe Nachman says, Not that the is Mavate, but the eyes shine. The Rabbi Nachman came and when you, when you learn a Torah from Rabbi Nachman and you hear one of the stories, you feel like that finally you can stand up tall again and he's taking off some of the pakalach. Not that you shouldn't not that you shouldn't be a, a, a Shem That's not what the Rabbi's talking about. But that you shouldn't be Messiaj. And that you should know Efsha Lassakim. That you could fix it. The one million percent Torah Shem of Salach Torah Shem Chazdam it could be fixed. It can be fixed. Not to be misyayish. So in sort of a quiet way, we have to instill in our children, <coughs> So we have to give, on the one hand, we have to, this, this is what we're talking about. On the one hand, we need to give over the sense of, and therefore there need to be limitations and there are rules and there are regulations and there's halacha. And we load them up with all of the Yiddish Kite and we send them off to school and they're there till five, six o'clock, these little kids, they're like you know. And we and we pile everything on, we and we talk to them about the Burnishlam and so on and watching and being and and you have to do this and with a and as fathers and as parents, all of that stuff. <coughs> but now what do we do as the child is maturing? And as you know that Ruba the Ruba are not able to be Sharma the bris until they get married. It's so very only by big, big, big tzaddikim that they're able to that they're able to be Ms. Garber in such an Indian of Yosef and Tzaddik. And that this kid has looked at stuff. The assumption is he has seen stuff. You can imagine that he hasn't but he has. He's heard about stuff. Even if he's just heard about stuff the fact that he heard it he already feels that, he, that he's disgusting something's bad about him. Al Kamavakam if he actually did something so that that person must must get the message of of and we have to help him unburden a little bit of that from the, to be unburdened of that feeling that's crushing him <coughs> to take away some of the it sounds odd but to take away some of the ushamin it doesn't mean to take away his observance of mitzvahs, but to take away some of the terror and the fear and to give him again a feeling that Hashem Hashem works with him and gives him a, a space in which he can find himself and to build himself and that your father loves you and trusts you and respects you and knows that you will be able to make good decisions to work on yourself and to build yourself up into a bentire, into a mensch. And once the child knows that his father forgives him, and that his father gives him that space, and, and his father has faith in him to be able to, to work on himself, and he hears all of the time, <laughs> not to be misyayish, that Hashem's Baruch is good, and that your father also, in this world, your father loves you, no matter what you've done wrong, no matter what you've done wrong, I just had this conversation with a with a very of a young woman, and, on an uh, erev Shabbos, that she has a sister that uh, that just unfortunately something terrible happened with the sister. The sister did something very very not good, and and the, this former student of mine. So she, she said she's had it with her sister, and she and she doesn't want to talk to her again. And the sister she's leaving her, and and, and I and I and I, and I, I begged her to not to do that. It's not going to work. You're the only person in her life. You're the only person in her life because she doesn't listen to the parents. She doesn't care about it. you. Have you can't give her that message that 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 you're that you that she can't be massacring herself. You have to be. The, you're the only person in her life that's going to that's going to help her understand that that Hashem is still there for her and and that despite what she did Hashem 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 you have to take off some of that heaviness and to help work, and to work with her and to give it that challah upon her as it says in Pasek, that Hashem is constantly thinking of ways to bring a Jew back and just as Hashem is constantly thinking of ways to bring a Jew back we have to constantly think about our children how to bring them back to us and to keep them with us Avram what did you want to say? What you want is Razina right? Is is he beginning here from a binyevin, something that exists already, where Klal Yisrael has been taught the negativity first, and that's the bedrock? Because I don't see the the chachila of even of showing us that creation of chuva, something that doesn't make sense to us, created before briosolim, specifically only by Hashem for malachim. And that seems to me like the best way to show even a child you can be close to a Kurdish Berakh with a with a candy, etc. So it can be even then. So if you start then, I don't see. I don't see. No, this it is a ti- this, like Abraham, this is just a, ty- a very black and white typology right. that the Rebbe is creating. How it plug? How what we, we just plug just, it in? Shuvah Kaddma and what Shuvah is and Zidonis Nasi LeKesach. How does Shuvah work? and What does Shuvah mean? Of course, we're going to be talking that's about this over. That, that, that could solve both these people. That's right. If a person understands shuva properly, if you learn so, if you learn if you learn and shari tshuva, and at the same time you learn it is, but I got the and you learn right, if you learn hilchas and you learn oirasat shuva, so if you learn oirasat and hilchas and there's a proper balance between those two. That's exactly what the Rebbe is talking about: hilchas and oirasat Rav is talking about the Oyeres right. HaTshuva. He wasn't in any way... Again, wasn't at, it was a little easier. Yeah, Rav wasn't in any way saying not to learn Hilchus Shuvah, but there's Hilches and there's Oyeres HaTshuva. In our generation, most of the guys already heard Hilches That's why I decided not to learn Hilches with the Heifer, even though I, I might give it to Shira now and then. But Oyeres they didn't hear so when you look at the guys, the Baruchim nowadays, most of them are walking around like zombies. They're like not alive, they're, they're dead because of the Shechazer Levatarla, because of p'kama they're dead. And therefore they never heard Erez HaTshuva. That's why I was so sugar to try to get that translated and worked on, because, they, they, because the generation is halishing for Erez HaTshuva. And once they see the Erez chuva then uh, then we could begin again the work of Te'ina, Hilches Shuvah, Tzibisloch, Tzibisloch. But, but that Mitziyah, of Chatosik and Negdi, like the Altar Rebbe talks about, that my sin is always before me. So you remember what the Altar Rebbe said. He says that Negdi doesn't mean necessarily right in front of you. It could mean from a distance. That's what the time and And He brings places in Tanakh to show that Negdi doesn't mean that it's... So for one person, says HaShem Negdi, it's not that God sits on his, on his back. But Negdi could all... For this for another person might mean needs to also for that person to mean that Hashem takes a step back and gives you a place to work. <coughs> Same thing with my khaiit, Samid, Khatasi Negdi Samid, it says in My sin is always before me. For one person, he needs that. You just gotta behave. Guys the guy's guy a married guy, he's messing around. What do you think you're doing? It has to be negdi they're not demyianists don't make believe that you're don't make believe you're, you're some 30 year old or some high school kid what are you doing? Khatasi <laughs> negdi there the word negdi has to be mamish in your face but the Al-Turibbi says but khatasi negdi for most people has to have the other meaning which is negdi veich and yisrael hahar and we know that it doesn't mean they went to the man, they weren't allowed it means it's there but it's not in my face so the negdi can mean two things and the sod of what we're talking about, what we're learning in this sugya of tzimtzum and raising our children, is how to strike a balance between the two meanings of the word negdi, in my face, on top of me, or from a distance. And when to feel this child needs more space, and when to see with the other child that he needs less space. That's the chachma of Chinuch, of raising children, and Sham will continue to discuss it. Uh, no, next week is Erev so. We'll continue, Mr. Shem. The following, I guess, the following Sunday. Well, yeah, after. I say it's We'll continue. And uh, I came to me until 23 years old. He was never drinking